0: From the Yard Dogs Podcast Studio Studio. A show for the fans By the fans (laughs) Talking all things Cleveland Browns From our mic To your ears To your ears With your hosts Jason Hand and Mikey P Yes Yes we are doing it live with jason hand and mikey p welcome to the yard dogs podcast the show for the fans by the fans i'm your host jason hand the yard dogs podcast is now part of network 216 you can find network 216 on twitter at network underscore 216 Tonight, we are streaming live exclusively on Twitch. If you couldn't catch the live show, we've got you covered. You can also find the Yard Dogs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to the show, give us a five-star review, and give us a follow so we can remind you every time a new episode is available. If you are a Cleveland Browns fan, media member, player, or former player, and would like to be a guest on the Yard Dogs podcast, hit us up on Twitter. You can find us there at Yard Dogs Pod. And this is important. Please share this show because sharing the show helps more than you'll ever know. And joining me tonight is my side dog, my co-host, Mikey P. You can find him on Twitter at Mikey P422. Mikey, how are we doing tonight, buddy?
1: Uh we're doing good, man. It feels like Monday, although it's Tuesday. Uh yeah. you know, going back to work after a long Memorial Day weekend, spent uh two full days out at the beach. So I'm uh drinking lots of coffee, lots of caffeine to keep me keep me going today. <laughs> Had to get up early for work. It was like, man. It's like I, I next time I uh, plan a Memorial Day weekend, I got to make sure uh, that next day I can sleep in a little
0: bit. Catch yeah, up. If it did, did feel like a Monday today. I Have to be honest yeah. with you, it. it took me a little moment to uh, to get ready for work. I'm like, man, this is this is this is not good. But the day went by smooth. I, you know, stayed real yep. busy, and and then here we are for tonight for the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, and we're ready to. Get into you know some Browns news. We're going to talk about uh, the Browns tight end room, Browns wide receiver room tonight. So we'll get into breaking that down like we did the defensive line uh, room last week. So some fun stuff. Of course, some Browns news, and maybe we'll talk about some non-Brown stuff tonight.
0: We probably will. We might even start with that, Mikey P.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Um, I don't. Were you just going to skate over the the new logo for the network, or were you going to talk about that a little bit?
1: <laughs> I don't know if anybody can notice this. So uh, we decided to, uh, you know, the the network has been rebranded. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now Network Two One Six or Two Sixteen, however you want to say it. Lots 216. of things. Lots of things we can we can do with that uh, going forward uh, for the listeners. If anyone wants to do merch down the line, we'll, we'll get into that kind of stuff. Uh, so big things on her on the horizon, uh, and uh, some exciting stuff, of course, coming down the pipe uh, with the network uh, as we move into football season and and possibly doing some other types of shows. Um, you know, maybe some non Cleveland Browns shows even. I know a lot of people like the Guardians and Cavs and, and Buckeyes, of course, like myself and fantasy football stuff like that. So we'll see what uh what the future
0: what the future holds there and some exciting
1: stuff coming on the pipe. So we can't wait to bring you guys more content.
0: That's for yes. sure. Yes. So we are streaming live on Twitch. Comments are always welcome. We are we have a comment right here. Let's see what that says. Uh oh, here we go. Mitch says the Amari Cooper jersey came in. Ooh! so he he uh, won won the Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper jersey um, and uh, that came in. So does it fit, Mitch? I hope it does. I'm sure it looks fantastic. So uh, congratulations once again, Mitch. He's a, uh, a faithful listener to the show and many shows on Network 216. So congratulations, Mitch, once again. Yeah, hopefully you
1: can rock it week one. You know, we're playing the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, rock that new jersey week one. Uh, keep it, keep it fresh till then.
0: That's I always, I when think. I get to
1: New Jersey, I always like to keep it fresh until that first week and then break it out. Yes. I didn't want, I didn't want to wear it any other time. <laughs> yes.
0: And, and Mitch, your comment was right on point because for this episode, we're not only going to get into the tight end room, but we're also going to talk about the wide receiver room and topping that list is obviously Amari Cooper. So well played. Yes. Well played. Well, um, we just had Memorial Day weekend, Mikey P. And I don't know about you, but I enjoy the the, the three days off. Um, mm-hmm. You have Saturday and then Sunday and then Monday off. I, I don't know about your weekend, but I got to do a little bit of everything. We went to a pool party one day. I got to relax another day. We did yard work another day. We barbecued on the grill. We had cold beverages from the cooler. In fact, that reminds me I got to. Clean out the cooler because I don't think I quite finished it all, but I tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was a great weekend, Mikey P. And I see you did a little beach time with your family.
1: Yeah, yeah we. Uh, it's a tradition that we do kind of with our, our neighbors and a group of friends. We all it's every Memorial Day and July Fourth go down to Chicks Beach and just take up a huge spot and play games. I played a, a, a Pong, Beach Pong for the first time yesterday, which I don't know if you've seen that is you take six buckets so it's six like home depot size painter buckets and you fill them up with water and you're you're tossing softballs so you're tossing like yellow softballs in there and you know it just works just like beer pong does and you clear it out but the caveat is to obviously you're not drinking the the water from the uh from the uh buckets but the losers at the end, if you got four buckets left, all four of those buckets get dumped on you and your partner.
0: Oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> there so, you go. So
1: played that for the first time yesterday. A fun game. Uh, it's a new beach game. I guess, you know, I saw people were playing it on Saturday, and, but I got to play it yesterday for the first time. And just like myself, I did a pool party on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we beached just with the family on Sunday and the kids, and then, you know, had a group thing at the beach yesterday. And then, Relaxed a little bit, got sunburnt a little bit, and uh, you know, ate some good food, some barbecue, some chicken, hamburgers throughout the weekend. So it was a good, a good Memorial Day weekend. And of course, uh, uh, last but not least, can't can't forget uh, my grandfather actually served uh, at the invasion of Normandy on D Day, and uh, you know, he lost a lot of friends and brothers. And you know, that's that's what Memorial Day is all about. Is you know. Um, memorializing, you know, all the lost soldiers and, and everybody, you know, has given their life over the years uh, during all the wars, you know, for, for our freedom. So yes. can't always, can't forget those guys. Those, you know, yeah. there is no Memorial Day without
0: them. That's right. Well, well said, Mikey P. Well said. Um, I want to talk about, so, okay. So this is a podcast. I know you listen to a lot of sports shows, whether it be on TV or, or podcast itself, but I wanted to know, what your favorite non-sports podcasts are, and I have three of them that I'll share yeah. with you. But I wanted to to maybe we can go back and forth. I'll start with you, Mikey P. Three podcasts, non-sports related that that you enjoy listening to on a re, on the regular. I
1: don't. Have, I have two podcasts, and one's more of a radio show for me. Um, I enjoy listening to Dave Ramsey because uh, I like to learn how to save money. Mm-hmm. and uh he's very good at that and i enjoy you know i enjoy some of the stuff don't agree with everything that he says but uh, i do enjoy him uh, listening to him uh i like tell him steve dave uh which is uh three of the guy or two of the guys that were from comic book men uh which is walt flanagan brian johnson and then you have brian quinn who's on impractical jokers which is another one of my favorite love that tv shows so love listening to their podcast uh you know uh, tell them steve dave and then a one I've listened to a handful of times that is really funny every time I listen to it. It's called, How Did This Get Made? And if you ever watched the show, The League, which was a, a fantasy football uh, comedy sitcom that was on FX, was hilarious. Uh, the guy that played uh, you know, Dr. Uh, Doctor Nozick and Rafi, uh, those two actors host a TV show called, How, Did, "How." I mean, it's a podcast called, How Did This Get Made? And basically what they do is they talk about awful movies like like bad movies <laughs> uh and they kind of break it down and it's it's like a podcast but you know i don't know if everybody remember like mystery science theater 3000 where they they'd watch it and they would just kind of rip apart everything well these guys actually go in and like break down the film like the plot and all this stuff and and they just rip it apart and there's just some really bad movies that have that have been made out there and it's it's really funny
0: i you reminded me the great comic uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, he was asked about uh, why doesn't he do more movies? And he kind of brushed it off. He said it was, it was funny. He goes, y- you know, the thing about movies, when you see a bad movie, that's like two hours of your life. Not a big deal. But when you make a bad movie, that's like two years from your life. So right. <laughs> he would be very picky about the movies that, you know, that he would act in.
1: Yeah. Which is that's funny. Fun Cause he, me. he did was, he did, He's been in very few movies, actually, but I believe he did a voiceover for what the B movie or something, Uh exactly a kid's movie. movie, So he did a voiceover, and it's like, you know, I guess doing a kid's movie, you can't expect too much.
0: It was very well done. My kids, it was entertaining. Yeah,
1: my kids, you know, my my kids liked it.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, um, that's good. Yeah, so that's your three podcasts. Mine mine are weird. I, I hope you don't think I'm weird for. For saying what I like to listen to. But the first one, this is I watch, I watch, I listen to this one. Actually, I listen to all three of these every single week. Okay. Usually the day they come out. But my first one is Sasquatch Chronicles.
1: Okay. And I'm assuming that's not about um uh, beef jerky.
0: No, no, it's <laughs> it's 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 about Bigfoot. <laughs> um <laughs> So, uh, I love love that podcast, you know, they they interview people that have had encounters and and you just start to think to yourself like, okay, either all these people are lying or there really is a such thing as a bigfoot. So, I I don't know where I stand. I mean, I just like that podcast and then the other one is kind of along the same lines as the confessionals. And they talk about UFOs, paranormal uh, Bigfoot, that kind of stuff. So that's what I like to do with my free time. Those, those two. And then the other one, I, the title, you might go, man, why is he listening to that? But it's called sleep with me podcast. Hmm. And it I, is a podcast that gets you to sleep. What?
1: Well, it's hopefully a- it's not
0: us. And it works. Yeah. It, like, yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Sleep With Me podcast. So they have a
0: podcast built around getting you yes, to sleep. Yes. And it works. Like, if you're listening to this show, type it in. Like, if you have a hard time going to sleep, listen to that podcast. I promise you, within 10 minutes of listening to it, you'll be asleep.
1: Because I got to tell you, we appreciate when you're telling me the name of that podcast. That is not the direction I was going in for that podcast. I'm just
0: like, you were looking at me a little bit differently. Like, man, this guy's into some weird stuff.
1: Is this this a podcast for like, uh, you know, married men that have been married 20 years. They're just begging (laughs) their wives to sleep (laughs) with them
0: again. <laughs> but no,
1: it's a good to sleep podcast. <laughs> so,
0: uh, listeners, we have some listeners. What what kind of podcast do you like to listen to that are non sports related? You know, because sports does consume a lot of our lives. I realize that, and and we're no different, Mikey P and I. We listen to sports stuff all all day long. You know, but sometimes it's good to to get away from sports and and listen to something like Sasquatch Chronicles mm-hmm. or The Confessionals. I, I just think they're great, well-done podcasts. So if you get a chance, check them out. And, of course, the Sleep With Me podcast, if you have a hard time sleeping, those are that's a good one as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Funny story one time. Uh, somebody asked me what my uh, – they asked my wife what I was into. And my wife, without missing a beat, goes – Sports, 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 (laughs) (laughs) that. And I was like, I like other things too. But she was just like, sports, 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 sports. I was Uh like, okay,
0: thanks. I appreciate it. There you go. (laughs) I like what I like. All right. Well, let, let's uh, let's get in. This is now. This is a sports podcast. We got to get is. into some Cleveland Brown stuff. Uh, the Browns had some news that happened. Some some it of is. the news was surprising to me. The first one we'll talk about: the Browns reach a new deal with tight end David and Joku on a four-year, fifty-six plus million dollar contract, twenty-eight million guaranteed. Mikey P, did this deal surprise you?
1: It did and it didn't. So I had always thought that they were going to work out a deal. A little surprised, of course, that, you know, he's basically getting top five tight end money. Now, if you look at his stats, you know, he hasn't shown top five stats, but I mean, Dallas Goddard is one uh, peg ahead of him, and he really hasn't proved his worth yet or shown. He's worthy of a big deal yet. But I think with uh, tight ends – yeah, the way the game is going, um, and I think with bringing Watson in, who loves throwing to the tight end, I think this was more of a deal based off of uh, the potential more than you've earned it. Because you also got to look at another way. What's what's your other scenario? You don't re-sign David DiGioco and you let him walk, and then he goes and signs somewhere else, and then he tears it up. And then now you're left drafting another tight end. Um where you never know when when you got a guy like if you if you look at him um he's still very he's still relatively young uh he was raw coming out of the university of miami he's become a great blocker um his his catch stats have gone up year over year um i know a lot of people did you see the um somebody had posted a stat you know how much we paid for a joker versus what we could have paid for hooper but i'm like if you looked at hooper's time here like Hooper never gave you any of that yak. Like there was no ever, and there was never any yards after catch with Hooper. Like it was, it's because he caught it and fell down, catch the ball fall down or go down. I don't know what it was, or and th- and then he started dropping the ball. Like when he was with in Atlanta, um, like he had a really good year, but a lot of his stats were put up in garbage time too. Also in Atlanta, like they were a bad football team. They were playing from behind all the time. Um, so I just think Injoko gives you th- that thing that. Uh, Hooper did not give you. And that's the, the ability for Yak. Like, you remember the play against the Chargers where he, he took it the distance. Uh, you remember um, it was one other game where he... he uh, Oh, the Kansas City game, he made a, a hell of a catch and then and then ran with it. Like, the potential is there. And I think with bringing in a guy like Watson who loves going to the tight end, um, that, that'll help eat up the middle of the field. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for Njoku. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining about the money and all this stuff. And I'm like, if you're not up against, like, the cap is a real thing, but it's very it's 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 very easily manipulated. Like, that's what a lot of fans, I don't think, understand. Like, we're still not up against the cap. We're not even anywhere near it. Like, you have to pay these guys sometimes. You can't consistently just let guys walk. Um, and I think that's sometimes when, you know, fans don't always see that. Like, we just see, like, oh, well, he's not performing, like, uh, George Kittle or Travis Kelsey, but I'm like, outside
0: of those two guys, who is? Yeah, I, I, th- I think
1: what we're breeds,
0: I, I think what really stands out to me, like a lot of people, and I've heard this a lot, is that we're we're paying a guy on potential and not for what he's done. So that's, that's probably the sticking point for a lot of naysayers out there on the David and Joku contract, which I get it. I mean, what did we just say? $28 million guaranteed. I heard today that the Browns have the highest guaranteed money that they're paying out in the entire league mm-hmm. um, this year in contract. So that that's probably my sticking point. Obviously we're Browns fans. We, we know David and Joku's potential. Everybody sees it. You know, when he catches the ball in the end zone and he spikes it with both his legs going different directions, like, there's nothing more exciting than that. He's the chief, right? He's, he's yeah. his body is a specimen. Um, he he's tall. He's athletic. He's got a good catch radius to him. Um, we did bring in Deshaun Watson, which that right there should help up its game. But that that's probably the the weird, we don't see that a lot where a, a player is rewarded on potential rather than what he's done. That's a lot all. of people
1: need to go back and look at what what Daniel Fells did. The one year he played with, I mean, we're talking about a journeyman tight end. The year he played with uh,
0: with Deshaun. So, so then the argument could be like, okay, then why are you paying David Njoku if he can do that with a journeyman tied in, Why couldn't we, you know, we're going to get into the tight end room in in a little while, but why couldn't he put up those kind of numbers with somebody that's not so expensive? That'd be the argument to that, I think.
1: Yeah, there there would be that argument, but at long, long term, like when these these guys, and we've seen it, like, you know, the Terrell, I like, mean, had that one year with Terrell Pryor, and everybody was like, pay him, pay him, pay him, pay him, it was like, he was a good player on a bad, he had a good season on a bad, a really bad team. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, these German guys will have these these random weird years. I mean, Peyton Hillis had a hell of that one season, like, sometimes. I just think, if you looked at, and Joko has gotten better each year since he's been in the NFL, and Um I hope I'm not wrong. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean I think everybody hopes you're not wrong because it's a done deal now. He signed the contract. Um you know 56 million dollars, man. Four years. That's that's a lot of change there.
1: Yep, he's here, he's here for the for the future, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Um okay, let's let's move on. We'll we'll probably talk about David and Joku a little more when we talk about the tight ends. Uh Baker still doesn't have a home. I mean, I know you love talking about Baker Mayfield. Still doesn't have a home. The, the, I think the Browns are holding tight. Um, he could be on our roster for for quite a while, maybe even in the training camp.
1: I mean, I think at this point, number six uh, is probably at this point not going to find a home unless somebody really wants him. I don't think that's the case. Um. At this point, you mean if you just hold on to them, at some point, somebody's going to lose a quarterback, or a quarterback's going to go down, or an injury is going to happen, and and then you're going to look at it. I mean, they're really out nothing if they even if they kept them on the roster. Like if you release them, you're paying them. If you keep them on the roster, you're paying them. Um, I don't think long term they'll keep them on the roster, but I just think I think they're they're willing to wait it out at this point. Like until a suitor comes through because you never know like what if Carolina gets into camp and they're like we we can't throw Darnold back out there and we can't Matt Corral's not ready nowhere near ready like all right let's let's pull the deal on Baker uh what if Seattle gets in the camp and say a Geno Smith or Drew Locke goes down Then now nah, they're they're looking for a quarterback too um you just never know I mean all it takes is a quarterback to get injured and I mean, the guy I started in the league has, can win NFL games. Um, so for a one-year, maybe you, you, you trade a, a late-round pick and you eat some of the salary for this year. Like, a trade probably will eventually happen, is, is my guess. It just at this point, it's until we get into training camp and then see how things shake out. And then I think that's when the uh, his net worth will go back up just a little bit.
0: But yeah. And I, on a previous show, we were ranking current starting NFL QBs. I think we had Baker ranked 19th or 20th. I don't even think he is 20th. I think he was in the late teens. So that means that 13 he's better than at least 13 other QBs on you know in the NFL. I just
1: <laughs> I think I think he is definitely a top. He is a top 25, top 20 quarterback easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But right now it's, you know, you got a team like, you know, Pittsburgh's not going to make a trade. Like you're not going to see, you don't see too many trades inside the division. They rarely, they rarely, rarely happen. Um, so like, there's a lot of teams you can kind of cancel out. And a lot of teams, you know, it just depends on like, are they in a, are they in a win? Are they trying to win at all? Or are they just in a tank mode? Yeah. It feels like Seattle's kind of in a tank mode. So if they don't see Baker as their future, then they're not going to make that trade. Why would you bring in a guy that could win you more games than you want than you want to win?
0: Yeah, you would think, and we'll move on here in a second, but you would think if a team was really interested in Baker Mayfield at this m- moment that we're talking about it, you, you would think that they would want to bring him in before training camp because that's that's yeah. a position. He, he has to know routes. He has to know the playbook. He has to get chemistry with his wide receivers. So I'll be honest with you, Mikey P. I'm a little surprised that, Uh, that a team out there hasn't made a move on Baker Mayfield yet.
1: I'm surprised and I'm not surprised. Uh, I just don't. I mean, people remember what you did recently and down the stretch and most of last year, he was pretty bad. I mean, injury aside, I mean, your eyes weren't injured. You weren't blind. And he made some hellacious, awful throws. Like, wasn't, wasn't seeing the field, so. Um, I think a lot of people remember that now, and if I, I just, I just don't know where he's going to go anymore. Like, yeah. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to end up being somewhere where somebody is forced into making a deal to bring him in in a situation where like a quarterback goes down or somebody gets hurt.
0: And I, I think I agree with you, Mikey P. Because like I said, if a team really wanted him, they would have him in their building by now. So yeah. it's got to be. Like you said, so where he ends up going, that team, at this moment, doesn't realize it yet. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> but, you know, hey, if unfortunately your quarterback does go down, Baker would be a good solution to that, I think. He'd come in
1: and win you a few games. Yeah. As long as you have a good defense and a running game, you'd be all right.
0: You know, and, and that's good for Baker because then he – would go into that organization and prove himself up his value. And and then that said organization would eventually get their quarterback back after he comes back from injury. And then they can make the trade and get some draft picks for him. So it'd be a, a win-win for everybody, I think. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll move on. Well, I know <laughs> you don't like talking about Baker too much. Mm-hmm. Um Browns OTAs are are wrapping up soon and mini camps are about to start in a couple weeks. Uh June 14th through 16th I believe. Um w- Mikey P, we've talked about this for uh, I think last week maybe in the week before, but what what has stood out to you so far um as as the Browns have been going through their OTAs?
1: Um I mean, it just seems like I mean, OTAs have been pretty quiet. Doesn't seem like a lot of noise out there. Um there's not a lot of media noise even going on right now. Um, it's it's been relatively, like, dr- drama, kind of drama-free. Even though, like, there's been the, you know, like, where's Baker going, the Deshaun stuff like that. That's kind of been the drama. But, like, you haven't heard any, like, uh, infighting. Um, it's all been kind of good stuff. Like, the, the offense went to the Bahamas. Seems like guys are gelling. Um, they were really excited about th- being there for OTAs. Just a different feel to OTAs this year, where I feel like when JC Treader was on the team last year, it was kind of like most the majority of the team didn't show up for OTAs, and I still think that's a big part of the last year's problem. Um, But this year seems a little bit different. Like guys want to be there, and um, they want to they want to get that work in. I think last year, uh, I think people uh, relied too much on their abilities. And and didn't uh, didn't hone their craft last year, so I, I see that going on with OTAs this year. And and you got a, you got some fresh faces in there too. You got some young guys that are hungry, like like we talked about the defensive tackle room. It's a bunch of young hungry guys that are out that are out to prove a point. So a lot of young receivers that we brought in this year too, also. So I definitely think there is a uh, a new hunger in the building uh, when it's when it's shown with OTAs, you know, through watching like building the Browns and
0: stuff. Yeah, I got to catch like up on that. There's an energy. Catch up. There's an energy.
1: Yeah.
0: I got to catch up on my building the Browns. I fell a little behind. But yeah, no, you're right. It it seems like the chemistry is building. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of excitement. You know, Deshaun Watson has made a presence since day one. He's been there every day that I know of. Um, David Njoku hasn't been there, but that's because now we know he's been working out his contract and, you know, probably didn't want to get hurt. But but most guys have been there, you know, we, we, we see all the running backs, you know. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Felton, Dearness Johnson—they're all there. The defense is there. Jadavian Clowney is now there. Miles Garrett. So, so all the all the big names are there. Whereas in recent past, we didn't have all that. So that's a sign right. to me that this team is focused. They're hungry. They have big goals, and they understand the importance that they have a new leader in town, Deshaun Watson. They understand it's important that they they get there to to build that chemistry because we know that that's important for a winning formula.
1: Right. Absolutely. So yeah, gotta be, gotta be dialed in and on the same page for sure.
0: Um, we talked about the D line last week. That was a fun episode. Um, we talked about the defensive line recently. I saw on Twitter, Greg Newsom said that they have a goal to be the number one defense in the league. Number one defense in the league. That's a pretty, damn big goal is is that realistic mikey p i mean i mean for this defense
1: it's a very realistic if you're looking at are you are you gauging being the number one defense on being the number one yardage wise are you talking about points wise because for me i always gauge like when you see them put the rankings out defensive rankings and they say like oh this team is the they're the number one defense they give up the fewest yards per game um but I look at the points, I, I'm, I'm big on the points. Uh, like, I don't I don't want to see the yards per game that you give up, because you can have some teams that, like, they might be ninth or tenth in yards given up, but they're winning a, a bulk of their games, winning most of their games by blowing teams out, and they're not giving up a lot of points either. They're just giving up a lot of, like, garbage yards uh, late in the game. So I hope what he means is the number one scoring defense. Like, that's, you that's where you should take pride, like, Points on the board, like I'll give up, I'll give up 350 yards on defense if you're only going to put up 14 points. Yeah,
0: boy, if yeah, if we can keep teams to 14 points, I mean it's all over but singing and shouting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really. So I
1: think you got to look at when you're when you talk about number one defenses now. Like you, you got to look at you know the points per game, the points per game that you're giving up. What is your average? What is your average points per game allowed? Yeah. So yes, yeah. Can this defense do that? Yes. If this offense plays to its potential, and 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 there's, you know, Watson's able to play and all that stuff, like they have the ability to put up enough points to where their defense can play with the lead. Um, And what this defense is built to do is get after the quarterback. So that plays right into, uh, you know, turnovers. Good. We have a great secondary. We have a great pass rush.
0: Yeah, that, that and we need for that. we need these young players to to make the jumps. You know, we mm-hmm. Greg Newsom, he's the one who said it. We need him to make a jump. Yeah, right. Uh, Jok, we, we need to make this is Jok's uh, second year. Yeah, I mean Newsom you,
1: and, and Jok's second year.
0: Newsom and Jok is second year. Grant Delpit this is basically his second year. He was hurt all the first year, and then last year was basically his first year in the league. We need him for him to make a tremendous jump. So I I think if all these young guys can make the jump, and then our veterans like the Miles Garrett and the Jadavian Clowney and Denzel Ward, you know, if those guys can make big strides, yes, I, I believe absolutely this defense could be the number one defense in the league. Absolutely. And if that happens, we, we already know how uh, amped our offense is, how, how how much talent is. And we're going to talk about the wide receiver room and the tight end room in, in a minute. But there's talent all aqua- across that offense. So if the defense is good, even if they can make the you know, top five, I think that, uh, that that's a playoff caliber team that can actually do some damage in the playoffs, really, to be honest with you.
1: Oh yeah, if you if you have any semblance of a uh, halfway sufficient offense and you're a top 5 scoring defense, uh, you're a you're a playoff team for sure.
0: Yeah, and can make some noise in the playoffs, which mm-hmm. is what we want. Um uh, Mikey P, let's get into the you want to do the wide receiver room or tight end room first? Let's do tight ends. All right, let's uh, let's get into the tight end room. Um generally a, a team is going to keep Three on the active roster, right? Typically, yeah. You probably Typically.
1: carry probably carry four overall on your roster with one probably on the practice squad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, our current tight end room, of course, it's it's fluid still until you get into camp. You have Njoku, Harrison Bryant, Miller Forstall, Naki Griffin-Stewart, I said his name correctly. Zaire mitchell Payton, and then you have Marcus uh, Santos-Silva. There's a couple guys in there that are former basketball players uh, resurrecting uh, football careers at this point.
0: They all look like basketball players. You see the size of these guys? They're big
1: guys. (laughs) Uh, And typically your third and fourth guys are probably going to be more run block, blocking tight ends, decent pass catchers, but they're going to contribute on special teams.
0: Mm Mm-hmm for sure. Um, finishing up the last segment, um, Super Surge MC says, last year's team was a, in the playoff hunt with three games to go with the grease fire QB play. That's true. Uh, we get top 15 QB play and we're in the playoffs, in my opinion.
1: So, I agree with that. I mm-hmm. agree with that. I think our schedule is weaker this year than it was last year. Uh, if you can get any semblance of consistent quarterback play doesn't even have to be doesn't have to be elite week to week like you don't have to have elite quarterback you just have to have like competent quarterback play and we didn't get that a lot last year um so i mean this team definitely can be a playoff team but i i don't see watson you know giving you this putting up the stats that we put up with our uh, quarterback play last year so uh, if watson's in there for 17 games like this offense will, will look elite. There's just guys that are special players. Like that's why sometimes you see these guys like, uh, you know, you've seen Tom Brady, like elevate some of these guys careers and then they go elsewhere and they just, they're not the same player.
0: Yeah. You know, and so we assume we don't know Watson could play 17 games this year. We don't know that, but I think most, Agree that he'd probably be suspended. We don't know how many games that could be. It could be six, eight, ten. We we just don't know. But the the combined QB play of Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson, even though we have two QBs, I mean, with the with the stats combined, I mean, are are we still looking at top fifteen QB play for the year?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know if if you're talking. It depends on, and that's where you get into semantics. And I'm operating based off of Watson playing all 17 games. I I mean,
0: Watson's the top 10 QB. I will talk about it.
1: I I will get into the suspension. Like, this is where I say, like, everyone keeps saying, like, how many games we think, and we have no clue. And, like, they could make a decision tomorrow. They could not make a decision until next year. Like, that's the worst part about it. You have no idea. So I'm going to base it, like, I'm not even counting Jacoby Brissett. Okay.
0: Gotcha. I'm going to pretend
1: like he's not starting this year at all.
0: I was just saying, like, if you combine the stats of Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson, does that for this year? Does that get you top fifteen QB play? I, I think yeah. it does. Yeah, it could. Yeah, I With think Jacoby it does. Brissett. But yeah. you
1: you hope that he only has to play in like a a smaller sample size, maybe like a four to six at the most. Like, mm-hmm. if he's playing eight to ten, there's the playoffs aren't happening this year. Yeah. If you're talking about four to six, yes, you can still potentially make the playoffs because you're unless
0: looking unless he wins the first four games. No, <laughs>
1: unless he wins the first four games, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I'm that's, just that's I'm that's, just, that's my Browns fandom coming out. What if he does this, or what if this happens? You know, backup
1: quarterbacks are are what they are. Like one week they can look like, oh, why isn't why isn't this guy a starter in the league? And then the next week after that, they just look, yeah, awful. It's just, that's kind of how backup quarterback play is. Um, so
0: okay good stuff super surge mc let's get back to the to, to the tight end room so so we're saying that that the browns are probably gonna have three on the active roster or possibly one on practice squad the, the current depth chart you see obviously david njoku has the number one spot right
1: mm-hmm. number one uh
0: That's harrison bryant number two who do you put at three
1: I mean, right now, if you had to put someone at three, you'd put Miller Forrest out just because he was on the team last year. He kind of bounced back and forth from the practice. He was on the practice squad uh, most of the year. So he's been in the offense for a full year where these other guys, you know, Naki Griffin Stewart was a 2020 rookie. You know, he's been around. This is his fifth team. Um, You know, Zaire Mitchell Payton is kind of a project and Marcus Santos Silva. So I think you could potentially see one of those guys uh, probably stashed on your practice squad. If they see something in, in one of those guys. Um, and then if, you know, if, if we get into uh training camp and they don't like Miller forest, they don't like any of these project guys. Like you still have guys like a Daniel Fells. That's that's not on, a, I don't think he's on a roster right now. Um, there's a lot of these, um, second, third tier tight end tight ends that have been in the league for a while that you know what they give you, like they can play special teams or they're good blockers that that you can bring in. But if you, if you told me right now, I had to pick three, I would say Njoku, Bryant and Forrestal would would be the third one.
0: I I think we can agree that that third tight end has not been decided yet. You know, no, it's very up in the air, very up in the air that, that, that third tight end position uh, is up for grabs. You know, it really is. I mean, these guys on the list, I, I'm like you, Mikey P. Some of these guys i never even heard of before. <laughs> Couldn't even pronounce their name. There's a lot of syllables in there. But, um, you know, Harrison Bryant and David Njoku, obviously they're they're used to our system. They're good in our system. Um, we all know what the Browns think of David Joku with that huge deal that they just signed. Uh, Harrison Bryant fits well in, in our system. But mm-hmm. that third tight end... Um, position on our team that third that spot on our team is definitely up for grabs. grab so you know maybe we'll see a guy that is not has not been a household name just jump out of camp and and take that position maybe it is a guy like you just mentioned that isn't on our roster yet with fells you know you said he has not signed with another team i think your mic's off mikey p Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. There you're it. back. Right. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think uh last time I checked, he was uh
0: still a free agent. Um and all these guys, like you're talking about, all of them are huge. Um 6'6, 6'5, 6'5, 6'5. And Joku's the shortest guy on the in our tight end room at 6'4. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they all they're all around that. 260, 257 weight. Um, Harrison Bryant's 230 pounds, but Njoku's almost 250. These are big guys, so yeah. big targets for Deshaun Watson. This is exciting, especially in Kevin Stefanski's offense, where we all know he loves his tight ends.
1: Yeah, Darren Fells, uh, as of right now, is still a uh, he's a free agent at the moment, so he's unsigned.
0: Mm-hmm. He's a big
1: guy, too, six seven, two hundred and seventy 6'7", 270-pounder.
0: God. So that that's what our tight end rooms looking like right now. Um, we, we both agree on the, definitely the, the one and the two, uh, but the third position, uh, the the third spot for our tight end room is, uh, is up for grabs and we'll have to wait and see on that. Who's going to take that spot. Oh yeah. Um, any final thoughts on our tight end room?
1: No, I think like, like we've kind of talked about, I think that third spot is definitely wide open. Um, it could be a dark horse that wins the wins that job. It could be somebody they bring in right before training camp, right during training camp. Um, you know, I, do they like Forrestall a lot? I think if you know if he he's just got to make sure he's a special teams contributor if he wants to make the team, and that's that's what got Bryant. Uh, you know, on the on the third spot, like he he played special teams, like he was on the hands team, um, and then then he got some action uh, playing early on his rookie year. And he's been a good solid player too. Like, uh, I like Harrison Bryant a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll be interested to see what, how this Miller forest all, or like I said, one of these other project guys, uh, comes out. You never know, like this guy, uh, Santos Silva out of, out of Texas tech, who was the former basketball player. Like he's got a football body. Um, I mean, he, he might come in there and light it up. He could be the next Antonio Gates. Like you had Malik Smith, another former basketball player, uh, was in rookie minicamp. Like these guys have these. Uh, they got football bodies. So it's just uh, it's, if they can grasp the schemes and the offense quick, and they adapt to the game, could see one of them got one of these guys make a surprise uh, uh, rosters.
0: Yeah, I, I think when you actually look at the Browns depth chart for the tight end position, <laughs> maybe the Njoku signing does make a little more sense.
1: Yeah. It definitely you know,
0: does. Um, you don't want that guy to walk out of your building. So No, there's not.
1: I mean, there's, there's not a lot of teams that uh, have – there's not a lot of teams in this league that even have two quality tight ends. Like, can anyone tell you who the tight end behind Travis Kelsey is? No. Not many people can. Hmm. Like, I think, you know, if Njoku had to miss a game, like Harrison Bryant can start and, and be your starting tight end and, and contribute and play pretty well.
0: I know in fantasy football, if if you don't have a top five or six tight end, you're screwed.
1: <laughs> you're just playing the matchups week to week. You're like, oh, who's got the favorable matchup this week?
0: Yes, yeah, uh, exactly. That's exactly what you're doing for that position. Um, you're you're what do they call it? The streaming. You're streaming your tight end.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're basically like, you're and and a lot of teams do that with kickers and, and defenses when they draft those, but. You know, tight ends have kind of become like that. You have like that core group at the top, and then everyone else is kind of like jumbled all together.
0: <laughs> Super Surge MC. <laughs> How about Barry taking Njoku from trade request to firing his agent and staying in Cleveland long-term?
1: Yeah, that was the... Uh, if you would have told me, what, two years ago, like when he demanded a trade, I was like, Njoku's gone. Just He's gone. That was when they brought in Hooper. Like, uh, like they spent this... They they went out and they landed Hooper. Um, he was gone. And then to say like that <laughs> Hooper's no longer on the team and then Joku just signed this big deal, it's like you know, two years ago I would have been like, You're lying.
0: <laughs>
1: so I don't know what Andrew Berry told him or did for him, like, but he he definitely smoothed things over. Because like, normally in these days, like when a once a player demands a trade request, like you don't see it work out after that. Yeah it's it's one percent probably less than one
0: percent um jeff says sorry i'm late fellas laughed out loud that's okay we just did a raffle for the the fifth person to get in the room gets a million dollars and yeah. you're the sixth, jeff so i'm um, yeah. sorry you missed out no i'm just
1: kidding <laughs> yeah we're, we were giving away free jerseys to everyone named jeff that was listening to the show during the first 30 minutes so yeah you missed out
0: <laughs> <You> missed out. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's uh we just talked about the tight end room. Let's move on to the wide receiver room. This this is interesting. You know, there there's a lot of um depth um in the wide receiver room. We were talking pre-show. We we think that they're going to keep six on the active roster. So, as you move down the depth chart, um you know, first you have Amari Cooper. Obviously, that's our wide receiver one. There's no no doubt about that. Uh behind him, you have um well, do you want to go like depth chart or just Uh yeah,
1: cuz I mean, if you if you told me like who are my six
0: picks? Yeah, let's go your top six.
1: Um Cooper one, mhm. Uh DPJ two, mhm. David Bell three. I'm going to put David Bell three. Wow. Um wow. Anthony Schwartz, and, and these are kind of fluid, like David Bell and, and Anthony Schwartz are gonna kind of be three, four. Uh, and then I'm gonna put Jakeem Grant five and Michael Woods six. Um, and a surprise would be a guy probably adding to the practice squad would be an Isaiah Weston.
0: Mm. Uh okay so, so you uh, so you have Amari Cooper 1, DPJ 2, David Bell 3.
1: That's a fun um, in the roster Like I I'm pretty yeah. sure they have Schwartz 3 and probably Bell 4. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jakeem Grant you you would have him ahead of
1: Jakeem Grant's going to be a wide receiver and a uh and Return specialist. I think mm-hmm. they'll use him. He'll be more of a gimmicky type of wide receiver, like design special plays to get him qualities. He's too fast. You can't can't not use his speed. Like it'd be optimal if you get him and Schwartz, you know, on the field at the same time with two other guys in like a four wide receiver set. Um you'll probably see some some wide receiver um some jet sweeps used with Jakeem Grant. He really excels at that. Get you got to get a guy like that in motion.
0: Wow, I'm excited to see this David Bell rookie out of Purdue.
1: I like him. He catches the ball well. Is he's, uh, he's a crisp route runner. I, I just think David Bell, like maybe early on you won't see it, but I think by years in, like he might be your number two, number three guy. Wow. Potentially. I like him a lot. Like I know he didn't run a great 40 time, but sometimes it's like you just got to watch the tape. Watch him on tape and and when they're playing against you know other guys that are supposed to be you know a decent or top level corner it's like a guy performs like you know, not every I mean Jerry rice wasn't a wasn't a burner all There's right a lot of guys out there that' have made successful careers at wide receiver that weren't top level speed guys cooper cup's not a top level speed guy but he will he will run you to death
0: he definitely will. <laughs> He definitely, you know, and, and a lot of people saw it in his rookie year, right? He showed flashes of, of yeah. being a great wide receiver. Um, his dad was a quarterback, I believe. I don't know about in the pros, but I think he was a quarterback in college. Um, uh, non-rookies, okay, this, these are players that are not rookies. Who do you think makes the biggest jump this year of our wide receivers?
1: From year from last year to this year, you're probably going to see Donovan Peoples Jones make the biggest jump. I would um, love to see that. I think he was I think he was disappointed in uh, in some of his drops last year. I think there was some stuff going on in the wide receiver room. There was act there was there was definitely a fracture within that offense last year, and it paid. It showed itself on the field at times too. Um, I just think when you you see a guy like Love Jarvis. OBJ is a special athlete, but are they guys that are gonna run you to death? No, you're gonna see a guy like Amari Cooper, who is a and is a nonstop hard worker. He is a first first out first in or first in first out uh, type of guy. Like he's he's on the field running routes constantly. Um, He perfects his craft. Like he watches game film constantly. I think that kind of stuff is going to rub off on you know, your your rookie guys like your your David Bells, you know Donovan People Jones is in year 3, he's a 6 rounder. You know Anthony Schwartz I think is going to take another uh, leap this year. I mean he's very he was very raw, coming out. I mean he he is young. Like he just turned 21. Like just <laughs> turned 21. Wasn't even when we drafted him, he wasn't even old enough to drink. <laughs> Um, so I think Anthony Schwartz, long term, when they drafted him, was a project. Like they took him based off of where they feel like they they can turn him into. And and if they can do to him what what I think they can, like I think Anthony Schwartz can be a special player. The speed and the ability is all there, and he's a hands catcher, which is important. He doesn't catch the ball with his body. A lot of speed guys like to catch the ball with their body. He catches it with his hands. Like if they can just get him. To you know, to to hone and 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 get his route running in line, you know, between like David Bell and Amari Cooper, who are very good uh, route tree guys. I mean, Anthony Schwartz could be a really special player, and I think I think those two, you know, DPJ and Schwartz, are going to be the two that you kind of see take the biggest jump from from last year to this year.
0: Okay, so so we have Amari Cooper on the left, Donovan Peoples Jones on the right. Who's your starting slot guy? You said David Bell. And you put
1: I put I put Bell in the slot. I think I think Bell Bell can 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 play out of the slot uh, early on. Um, you could you can move you can move Schwartz. You know, uh, you can put him on the outside. You can even slide. You can even slide Mark Cooper at times into the slot. You could have People Jones on one outside and Schwartz on the other outside. Um, I just think it the offense uh has a lot more flexibility this year um than it did last year. Um so I'm really excited to see. And I think Jakeem Grant is gonna be that like I just something about that guy. Like when when he's on the field, he just makes plays. Like he doesn't I mean, have to he made the field Pro Bowl the last
0: year, didn't he? Didn't he's he make
1: a the- he the- is a playmaker. You just have to find ways to get touches t- just get him two to three, you know, two, three, maybe four touches a game, if that. He's going to make a play.
0: He's going to pay dividends. Um a couple months ago, it was widely agreed upon that the Browns would probably bring in another veteran wide receiver. There there was there's been a couple of names that floated out there. Do you still think that's the case or do you see enough talent on this roster to be able to you know, to get us where we want to go?
1: I think there's nobody out there that they feel that instantly makes us like drastically that much better without seeing these guys through rookie minicamp OTAs and in the training camp. Cause you'll always have that opportunity because there's always going to be a team that is tanking per se, that sees a guy as a veteran receiver that can contribute to a winning team that maybe he's third or fourth down your depth chart. Like, you know, this guy's going to help us win too many games, and we don't see him being long-term a solution or being here for once we get this thing turned around. You always get those guys you can probably land in training camp, and you never know. Like, you know, people aren't rushing out to sign some of these guys. I think they yeah. really want to see what some of the what what some of these rookies have and, and give them the opportunity. I mean, they can always make a move, but there's nobody out on the open market right now. You just Got to go out and sign. Everybody says we'll sign Will Fuller, but he barely played last year. So
0: You know, and 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 a guy like like, uh, Deshaun Watson, we've talked about this before, he elevates players. He elevates their game. Will Fuller could have been um, an example of that. Mm -hmm. There's players on this roster that just having an elite, because that's what Deshaun Watson is, an elite passer, can can really elevate their careers. So, so maybe that's what the Browns are thinking. I mean, obviously, Amari Cooper is a great wide receiver one. You you mentioned he's a crisp route runner. He's a veteran, a leader. He's been at OTAs this whole entire time, so he's a leader there. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think he's not a household name, but within Browns fans, he is. Um, I, 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 I agree with you, Mikey P. I look for him to make a big step. This year uh, to be become a great wide receiver, too. And then, um, y- you know, the guy we always talk with the guys at the two, the uh, 216 network, network 216. A lot of guys are really up on Anthony Schwartz. Um, we, we've been we've been talking about him. He's a speedster. Um, he, he showed flashes last year that he could be a great wide receiver in this league. But we, he's got to make a big jump this year. Yeah. Um, uh, on, on this roster, and Jeff mentioned it, and you you mentioned it as well. David Bell from Purdue. So I can't wait to see him on the field, man. I really can't.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see this guy. And then don't sleep on this Michael Woods out of Oklahoma either. Uh, that that guy is a run blocking wide receiver right there. So don't don't sleep on him down the line. Probably probably not this year, but he's definitely a guy that could uh, potentially work himself, uh, you know, down the line. Oklahoma's it normally puts out some pretty solid receivers.
0: So okay, so j- just just to put a bow on this, your six receivers are Amari Cooper, and in no particular order: Anthony Schwartz, uh-huh. Do- Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh-huh. David Bell, Jakeem yeah. Grant, and who's your sixth one? It's gotta be Michael Woods.
1: It's I think it's gonna be Michael Woods. Mm-hmm.
0: Isaiah Barkley I mean, is-, is my dark horse. Wessinger, dark horse. Yep. Okay, I mean Jamar- practice Jamarcus Bradley has been on our team for a while, but mostly practice squad. So, uh, yeah, at this point,
1: like I, I don't, you know, I don't see Jamarcus Bradley doing much. I don't see this Mike Harley doing a whole lot, and, and Tra- Travell Harris, you know, out of Washington State, they're probably they're probably just kind of kind of guys you bring in for camp bodies and Javon Wims definitely like he's been in the league for almost four years now um he got every opportunity in a in a in a Bears wide receiver room that wasn't very good to perform he didn't he didn't put up the numbers either too so I don't I don't think I don't see Javon Wims landing here either
0: yeah um uh Jeff says Andrew Berry seems like Good route runners plus wide receivers with with uh, big size. He, yes. he likes those kind of runners. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then Super Surge MC says, "Happy Austin Hooper Cut Day tomorrow." LOL. Oh yeah, Vegas. June first. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll have to celebrate, Mikey P. We get that money.
1: We get that money back off the books. <laughs> yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> um, any other thoughts about the wide receiver room or tight end room?
1: No, I think uh, it's a solid room right now. Uh, be interesting to see how it plays out, you know, as we get into training camp and uh, get into the preseason. You know, we're gonna have three, only three preseason games, so probably gonna see a lot of these young guys play a lot. Uh, and some of your veterans probably won't play as much. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch them, uh, watch them play. This, you know, it's May thirty first. I think we what got what fifteen. Is it fifteen Sundays now to football season?
0: It's something like that yeah. it's not it's not far it's not far it's coming it's coming pretty soon we're gonna be talking about uh preseason training camp um we're gonna get into probably more in depth predictions for the season. We have our uh hottest potato chip challenge I think that is yes that's gonna be probably. <laughs> That's going to be a bet for the for the year. I'm I'm sure. Don't want to lose um, that bet. Thanks, Jacob, for the idea. Jacob Roach for the Barking Browns.
1: Do not, do not want to lose that bet. If, a bet if you get a you chance,
0: go watch that video. It's hilarious. Uh, you can find that at Network Two One Six on on uh, Twitch. But um, let, let's go ahead and land this plane, Mikey P. Uh, for the listeners, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for tuning in to the Yard Dogs Podcast on. Network Two One Six. You can find the Yard Dogs podcast on Twitter or Facebook. If you're mm-hmm. looking for us on Twitter, you can find us there at Yard Dogs Pod. We're always looking for guests. Jeff, hint hint, hit us up. Um, <laughs> if you want to be a guest on the Yard Dogs podcast, hit us up. Our DMs are wide open. Um, other than that, I'm excited about the network, Mikey P. I mean, we got some guests lined up in, in the weeks to come, starting next week. We next have. Week, uh, yeah. A couple of guests, one from across the pond, correct, and then the other is from Florida. So, we're gonna have four people on this show. From uh, we have guests from the BFO Browns fans only uh, be Pete Barker and Christy Acuti. That'll be fun getting those two together. Yeah, we'll just have to uh, keep the peace, <laughs> <laughs> keep the peace. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and land this plane, Mikey P. I like to end all of our podcasts with the Go Browns. So, Mikey P., if you'll join me on the count of three: one, two, three. Go, go Browns. Browns.